0: the force is with you young skywalker but you are not a jedi yet
1: my powers have doubled since the last time we met count hey suffering death Young Skywalker
0: is in me? Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural.
1: I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back.
0: You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the
1: droids you're looking for. These aren't
0: the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi
1: Wan
0: Kenobi. Do I only hope?
1: Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate. Welcome. Suffering
2: Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, and all you people who earn your PBA cards to another another edition of the (laughs) New Force Order. Podcast. That's right. We are a Star Wars podcast. Now, if you have not realized that by now, too bad you're not down. So you're docked. See you later. Go hang out with the Trekkies because this is a Star Wars podcast for Star Wars fans. I am one half of your hosts, I am a professional wrestler, multi-time champion from a galaxy far, far away, current champion in three different promotions, I am the Greek god, Papa Don, a.k.a. GGP. But I'm also a Star Wars aficionado. And alongside with me, it's my partner in crime, my Chewie to my Han, my K2SO to my Ender. Hey, Ender. My R2-D2 to my C-3PO. My Donut Hole to my favorite officer walking the beat. Introduce yourself, sir.
3: Donut Hole. Jeez, that sounds scary. I am smarter than 21 b More technical than FX7, the god of Steel and Thunder. And the guy who just came back from dinner and ordered the Anakin special.
2: Mmm what is that well that's an
3: extra crispy chicken with one leg one wing and no legs doctor destroying him alex Ryan.
2: i hate you so. very nice doc
3: you sent me a a funny um a funny cartoon this week about how the alternate ending for, for revenge <laughs> of the shit should, should have gone which we should actually I'm, you know what i'm actually gonna throw that in right no. now because it's because it's pretty funny
1: It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! The what? The ground. The high- I'm my ground's higher than your area where you're standing. So? I don't know. It was in the script. So you're telling me, because you're on a slightly elevated plane, then you win? Yes. Didn't Maul have the high ground and you still beat him? The Maul death doesn't doesn't count. He lives anyway. I kill him again. It was your fault he died. It was your fault I couldn't save my mother. It was your fault I couldn't save Padme. Save her from what? She was fine until you choked her and knocked her unconscious. All of this was your doing. Wait, yeah, you have a point. Finally! Wait a second, did we just leave her there? Lying alone and unconscious this whole time? Padme, are you alright?
0: I'm so sorry.
1: What happened?
0: Anakin, I know you're the father, by the way.
2: Anakin, my allegiance to democracy. He's like, wait a minute. We could have avoided all this bullshit. <laughs> wait a minute. She's there by herself? Oh, man. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That was great. I, I popped. I figured you'd like it. That's why I sent it to you. Yep. 100%. Well, first and foremost, let's start the show off with a freaking tremendous, tremendous Good note. Happy birthday to Colin! Nineteen years around the double sons of Tatooine, and here's to another hundred nineteen years more, sir. Yeah. I hope, I hope your lightsaber gets held with both hands, a la Darth Pepper Grinder style tonight.
3: <laughs> <son>. <laughs> and if you guys are wondering, Colin is not a Star Wars character. He's my son, who just turned nineteen today. Is his birthday. Just got back from dinner with my ex-wife and his ex-girlfriend. So
2: you can imagine how. Absolutely uncomfortable that was. Let me give you an impersonation. How it went down. So how was your day? Itchy bitchy. Dark and no gum. Ah, 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 ah. And then the (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Salishless crumb. Oh! Did you watch that video I sent you? I did watch that video you sent me. So how so... crazy is how they got the name Salacious Crumb?
3: Yeah. So so Brian Volkweiss, who is the guy who is the um, the head behind the toys that made us and the movies that made us, has now got a little steam behind him, and he's doing another show called uh, Icons or something like that, where he goes through different shows and different properties. And the season finale of the Sharon Vice is the Star Wars one. He was actually able to sit down with Marsha Lucas.
2: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
3: For the only second in 40-something year uh, interview that she's ever done. And they apparently sat down for six hours and discussed Star Wars. Uh, en todo, as they say in Spanish. And uh, she gave she gave a lot of um, insider baseball to Brian Volkweiss about things that he never heard of and he's uh, you know a Star Wars historian. Um and one of them was that um what's his name? Um fucking blank Enrico Palazzo Enrico Palazzo, not Enrico Palazzo.
1: That's not the umpire, Your Honor.
0: Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo
3: Um, I gotta put that one in there, 940.
2: He's one of the FX guys.
3: Yeah, I can't remember what his name was. Uh blanking, I think it starts with a P.
2: Something? No. Ted
3: Ted Lasso, no, it starts with a P. Um, that uh they were out drinking one night during Return of the Jedi filming, and he was pretty fucking hammered. And they turned around to him and he was like all hunched over. They're like, What are you doing? And he's like uh, solicitous no, oh, he's, he was saying that he was tying his shoes or something and they heard solicitous and they were like, oh, the next morning, we're going to fuck. With him. We're going to name this character solicitous crumb. And they did salacious crumb. Salacious he went to say shoelaces and shoelaces. I there tie my shoelaces. Exactly. Salacious. And uh, they named him after that. So, which popped the, uh, the whole crew. But, um, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I didn't even know he did a show, another show on Vice. About movies and you know the the iconic stuff that's happened in the last uh, twenty years, um, so I'm pretty psyched about that. Go and check it out.
2: I actually hit him up on um, the Twitter on the Twitter and invited him on the show. I got no response and he ghosted so. us, son of a bitch. So all you people out there, you know, hit him up and let him know he should be on the NFL podcast. We should have a good time talking, and uh, we would uh, obviously. I think we'd we'd pop him. To the point where uh, we'd have such a great time, and maybe we can even get Marsha Lucas on the show. That'd be great to be the third people uh, to get her on. It'd wow. be dope.
3: We got to pay her a lot of dough, I think.
2: We got to pay her.
3: I got to dig into the, the you know the doc college fund.
2: No way. I'm sorry. You only pay one woman in your life.
3: Your ex. That's uh, it. Well, I pay my other one too. So at this point, so.
2: Yeah, but you pay her in shekels, you know. it's Okay. Yeah, pay hey, man, Oh, there she goes.
3: Speaking <laughs> of, I pay you a penis. Did you, just, me? you, you must have heard me talking about penises, and suddenly I show up. Tell, tell us to drool. Hold on, stop drooling. What'd you say? <laughs> drooling. You're drooling. I'm talking about penises. What do you need from me?
0: I am not drooling.
3: I'm in the middle of the show. Oh. What's going on? What do you need?
1: Take out the trash.
3: I took the trash out already. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's yelling at me. To take the trash out.
1: What kind of people are these, Henry? Kind of
3: people are yes. these? I mean, picture me and Colin. And okay. A picture where he's like hugging, he's holding Cara from
0: her birthday party. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got a lot. I have like 20 minutes.
3: Okay. I'm going to throw it right now. Hold on. I'm going to put my paint, my paintbrush down. I'm going to work his paintbrush. That's not my paintbrush. No. That's
2: his electric dildo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he calls it Joey after Joey tells because <laughs> only he knows
2: no way. <laughs> At the way. After
3: Joey tell. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jesus Christ.
2: Oh. <laughs> Actually, anyway. the Joey Teller wouldn't work because he wouldn't know how to work. Exactly. He'd <laughs> yeah. be missing some pieces, too. <laughs> All right. So, normally we start off the show with a segment we call Marky Mark and his funky tweets. But we don't have any funky tweets regarding what he has posted. Nothing that came across our desk that we thought was acceptable. We kind of touched base on this story a little while back. I don't remember which episode it was, but... People have reached out to him yet again regarding Empire Strikes Back and its ending. And he decided to tell these people the same thing he told them back way back when, when it was at Hamill himself. But now, it's just at Mark Hamill. So hit him up, tell him the at NFO underscore podcast sent you and that he should get his uh, blue milk drinking ass on the show so he can have a grand old time.
3: Man, that would be a fucking, that would be a clutch guest right there, boy.
2: Clutch. Poof. Forget about that. We can make him tell Sharon To take out the trash in the Joker voice Anyway (laughs) (laughs) But look, this is the deal Atmore Crammel Stated the ending uh, Of uh, Empire Strikes Back Was filled four months After they wrapped principal photography (laughs) Excuse me It wasn't a reshoot It was an added scene There was concern about a downbeat ending And through defeat of the protagonists they wanted an, an ad, an uplifting moment of hope and rejuvenation to reassure the audience. And that's the picture of Luke and Leia watching outside the hangar bay, seeing that Lando and uh, Chewie were going to try to find Han. And all the okay. ships were taking off, which is a Mandela fix. I don't remember that ending as a kid, but it's you okay. Don't, you
0: really don't remember the as a kid,
2: yeah, Really? I, I really remember the, them looking out being the last shot and then fading up. Into the
3: what's the actual last shot?
2: With the ships. They 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 look out the door, they get the yeah. back shot, and then you see all the ships like going into hyperspace and taking off. Yeah. I re- I remember the last shots as being them looking out and not the ships taking off. Mm. So
3: yeah. that's just me. probably because you fell asleep. Anyway, um yeah, kind so of- I saw so I saw that, but also, you know, as we talked about Marsha Ah, uh, Lucas. Before she she spoke about the fact that um, which which studio did Star Wars? Paramount or 20th no, century Fox?
2: Twentieth century,
3: century Fox wanted to stop production on Star Wars at a certain point. Uh, New Hope in the in the movie because it was already over budget and they were like, "Listen, guys, this is taking too long." So the final scene of a New Hope was supposed to be the, the portion where Han and Luke are shooting the TIE Fighters down in space.
2: After they escape the, the Death, this
3: Death Star. Can you imagine the implications that that would have had to ripple through the rest of the Star Wars universe? Because I don't think Star Wars would have been nearly as popular if we didn't see the Death Star exploding at, at, at some point.
2: It would have been a straight... It would have been one of those sci Straight to DVD? Straight <laughs> to DVDs. May have become a cult classic and... You know, like the Toxic Avenger, but never make any real, real money like it did. You know, you wouldn't yeah. have had the, the toys sell the way they sell. Wouldn't have been Good a draw, G- baby. Wouldn't That's draw. right. It wouldn't have been a GGP, my friend. It would have been more of a Cade Lothbrook. It would have been a <laughs> drop pie. But in all honesty, kudos to George Lucas Lucas for sticking to his guns, man. Uh, you got to respect the dude. He had a vision, and he wasn't telling, letting anyone tell him no. So kudos to him because obviously if he if he didn't stick to his guns and he played ball, we'd all be fucked. We'd be sitting here doing a fucking never ending story podcast. Oh, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, right. A (laughs) Oh man. Now wrong with that movie. That movie's fantastic, by the way. Oh, it's great, but it's not Star Wars. Come on. Of course not Star Wars. So Doc. The fear in the Galaxy. Leads to hate hate leads to Suffering and suffering leads To the dark side of the force Now we know
3: always always
2: We know people That have no fear We know people who want to fight sharks But I know people Who Like to talk about vaccines Because they don't have fear but they do fear One individual Do you know where I'm going with
3: this uh if you're one individual um no do fear, doc. But I forget my ex-wife. No, no I really don't really exactly. Dude, every single time my son has a birthday, I get one year closer and I stop paying her.
2: Nice. Two more years? Two more years, baby. That's it. You can't you can't pay her in advance? I would love to,
3: but I don't have the cash.
2: Oh, you bought that fucking Vader?
3: That's a lot of penises I gotta like, you know, put in my mouth to deal with that. So?
2: is $20 It adds up my man In this Biden economy you gotta do what you gotta do Anyway um, The reason why I'm talking about fear Is because Palpatine feared somebody Do you know who he feared?
3: Uh, Palpatine feared um, Luke Skywalker No Palpatine feared Qui-Gon Jinn
2: that's right. Give the man a fucking toaster.
3: Ding, and ding, why? ding. Why? did he fear Qui-Gon Jinn? Because I'll tell Qui-Gon you Jinn why.
2: Was a Grandmaster
3: Jedi. I love that term. I'm the Grandmaster. He's a Grandmaster. He wasn't a Quai. Grandmaster. That's what they called him in the article. Grandmaster. No, Qui-Gon.
2: Yosta is, Yoda is the Grandmaster of the Council. Uh, Qui-Gon was just a master. Fuck master. God. Master. Now I don't want to fuck anything green. Did that once wasn't very pleasant. Yeah, um, it's like antibiotics for a week. No. Oh. Uh, so here, the reason why he feared him. Do you know why he feared him? Do you have any inclination on why Shivi Palps may be hiding underneath sh- his fucking he's bed? Sh-
3: he's shaking under his robes. Because it's because, <laughs> because Qui Gon was the most attuned to the Force of all the Jedi.
2: That's right. Do you know the difference between a fish and a piano, Doc?
3: A fish and a piano. Um, I can't stick my dick in a piano. No, I don't know.
2: You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. it's <laughs> 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 terrible. Oh, it's horrible. It's okay. It's better than the sequel trilogy. Um, yes. So, you're absolutely correct. He he was more attuned to the force, and he felt that that was more of a threat to trying to. Mess up his master plan with Anakin because it looks like he was derived to manipulate Anakin all the way back when episode one first dropped. And I guess that's why he finally sent Maul after him and let his uh, phantom menace or his apprentice come out of hiding. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have our revenge. <laughs> So I thought that was very interesting because a lot of people don't give Qui Gon his um, just due. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So you know, I, I think the whole Qui Gon's you know saga, you know, began and ended in Episode One, unfortunately f- for most people. But you know, we all know, the, you know, the 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 ones of us that are are deep and attuned to the, attuned to the Force know that it goes a lot deeper than that. And Qui Gon is one of the purest Jedi's, and probably you know one of the most powerful. And like Shmi Palpatine was also concerned with the most attuned to the force um and in reality probably was the greatest of many of those jedis that were on that council
2: yeah, i would agree with you he's more of a pure hearted allow the force to guide me where it needs me to guide me follow the will of the force jedi a true essence the true Je- the essence of what a true jedi should be is Qui ganjin so yeah I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of
3: what would have happened in the sea and the pre, pre prequel trilogy would have happened if Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon was running that,
2: um, that council Oh, absolutely not. Um I read, well, audiobook, so I listened To, um, obviously I told you Brotherhood, which was the yep. book, right? I I listened to Jedi Dooku lost Jew, uh, Count Dooku Jedi lost Fantastic. Uh, Qui-Gon's in that Um and it's about Dooku when he's a Jedi, right? No, not when he's Dooku. a Jedi. Dooku, Count Dooku. It's a great fucking story, dude. You'd love it. But man, they just add more flavor to to and more layers to Qui Gon in a great way. Um, so
3: he's a fantastic character who I think uh, you know d- did not get his his full uh, his full on you know desserts when it came
2: to his uh, his being fleshed out in the movie. Question: too. Who had better hair? Qui-Gon or the guy from Stranger Things 4 who is the fucking the pizza delivery guy? <laughs> Dude, that guy's hair was crazy. Right? Crazy. How's like some malu fucking
3: uh, hair? Uh, I think it was uh, Stranger, Stranger Things guy. Okay. Uh, well, Cobb Vanth wins. Cobb Vanth, always. Sp- speaking Him and- of, I, got, I just got the Cobb Vanth action figure. Oh, did you? I did.
2: Did you play with his hair?
3: I did not know. Hey, he's
2: still in the box. Who's boxy? Is he it? Yeah. yeah any, anybody who wants to. So, with hair like that, of course. Um, guess who's an Obi-Wan? Uh, guess who?
1: Oh, fuck. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I was going to say, guess who's a,
2: a... Oh, fuck me. Guess who's a Qui-Gon? Mark. <laughs> and it was supposed to be you and McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He commented on Liam Neeson's return as Qui-Gon to the Kenobi series. And this is what he said. Liam is a hero of mine. Liam has got to be I don't know 10 years maybe a bit more older than I am so when I was growing up and wanting to be an actor I was always watching Liam Neeson's work and he was involved in some beautiful work as a younger actor and so to get a chance to work with him and have this great relationship that we got to create together is fantastic and to get a chance to work with him again on the series right at the end so he put over Qui-Gon
3: uh, as he should, because you know what? Between the two of them, they really are a cornerstone of the Star Wars universe and deserve to be put over. And speaking of over, speaking of, we're doing that already. Wow. He- <laughs> heading there already?
2: Absolutely.
3: Fuck we do it. a,
2: se- fuck it. <laughs> it's live. Um, we do a segment here on the New Force Order called Who's More Over? Now, first time listeners, I know what you're all saying. Uh, last day is isn't grammatically correct I don't understand what that means Well there sunshine Listen oh, up Fuck off
3: Fuck off yeah, Fuck off kid
2: Is your name Ander? Um. Over in wrestling Means popular Okay So when you're over as a professional wrestler That means you're popular with the fans Good guy, bad guy It doesn't necessarily matter People are going to pay a lot of scuttle To come see you do what you do best so, what we do is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, a thing, doesn't matter. And we see what's more over with you, the fans. But most importantly, what's more over with us? So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight?
3: This week, we go back to doing not only characters, but we do a battle. One of my favorite overs is the battle overs. So, we have in one corner Duck Crush. Duck Crush. Which toying battle did Darth Vader have? in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that was more over for you. First on the list is the the first Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader uh, interaction they had. You will remember, this is the one that... Episode two, three. Episode three. The two of them um, battle against each other, and uh, Vader is beating the piss out of Obi-Wan, throws him on the floor, lights everything on fire, lights him on fire... And then sits there as the, um, you know, the the Ned droid picks him up and takes him away. um, Where he was just basically toying with Obi-Wan Kenobi and felt that he was beneath him at that point.
2: What have you become?
0: What you made me.
3: Or was it the episodes, the, the the penultimate episode where Reva attempts to skewer Darth Vader from the back and Vader wisely yeah. senses her. That and sounds then,
2: a lot dirtier than you. Yeah, that, baby.
3: Right? And then slowly proceeds to beat the living piss out of her without even lifting a finger without even lifting his own lightsaber without even trying
0: he was wise to use you against me
3: So which one of these battles for Darth Vader fucking with his opponents is more over with you?
2: So normally we ask you folks to send an email to newforceorder at yahoo.com. We read them on the show, but considering that I didn't clear the email box and I'm not going through all the junk emails now, I'm just going to read a tweet of an individual who answered it on twitter thank god uh his name is orangefan78 aka paulieb129 at paulieb129 he goes Paulie easy
3: i think that guy sold me some cocaine one time in
2: college nice easily it's vader playing around with useless Riva. So, <laughs> i knew i was gonna pop you doc that's why i fucking read it so doc Why don't you go first? I want to hear your...
3: Wait, you want to go go to the polls first?
2: Oh, yeah. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, what's at the polls?
3: Okay, so Facebook, 50-50 tie. Okay. We're going to go to... Who won? Exactly. We're going to go to Instagram. (laughs) Instagram at 67 to 33% in favor of Darth Vader giving Reva the Smizak down.
0: Interesting.
3: Indeed. Okay, I'll go first. Spiro, you want to? My bad. It's the acid trip right there. Talking. Okay. So for me, come on, guys. Come on, guys. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed the Obi Wan, the initial Obi Wan battle, though it ended kind of strange, and we had, you know, talked about this and how you would potentially on that, where Vader's kind of standing there and letting Obi Wan get away with murder and you know disappear, or maiming at least. Which was well, we all thought was kind of odd as the stormtroopers show up and you know, nobody's shooting over the flames, no one's trying to run through there and they in their body armor. It was kind of odd. Anyway. Um, easily easily described or or explained by Vader not wanting to face Obi Wan until he is at full strength, at full potential. Which which I would have loved if they would have thrown a little little bit of that inside there. But for me, because I am such an anti Reva Mark that seeing vader absolutely positively disrespect that bitch at every single turn from the moment that he looks up and just does the little matador step to the side as he tries to skewer him with the fucking with, with the saber and then gently just waves his hand flicks her around knocks her up and down and then steals her own lightsaber splits it in half throws it the half and says i'm not even gonna attempt to waste my time by pulling out my junk i'm gonna beat you with your junk was one of the it, it kind of it, it built for me because i, I hate it from the get-go it built for me and it became like the oh my god the uh, you know if you watch south park you see um what's his face his dad sitting in front of the computer like he's like has his pants behind his ankles and he's sitting in front of the computer there's like jizzle over the place because it was the uh, you know the 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 payoff that I was looking for in this series to see her get absolutely fucking owned by Vader. I loved it. It was fantastic from top to bottom. My absolute favorite part was the fact that they were like, "Yeah, he's not even gonna use his saber on her. He's gonna murder her with her own saber," which was fantastic. So it's gonna be the Reva and uh, uh, Vader scene for me.
2: But he didn't murder her. She yeah. Up. I
3: know. I know. I know. And my in my in my head canon, she's dead.
2: Is she dead? She dead. Uh, I can't (laughs) help. Both were great, in my opinion. Unfortunately, both did, at the end, the payoff was corny, like we both said. Um, But watching Vader smack around Kenobi and Kenobi not fighting back was interesting. But watching Vader. Smack around Reva while she's giving him everything that she has because she's totally pissed. And this was her moment. And it wasn't even a fucking fly on the wall for him. Like this wasn't even a fucking pimple yeah. on his ass. It was like ass.
3: Before I eat breakfast, I'm gonna fuck you up.
2: Yeah. He's like, hold my beer. Um was it, it was incredible. It just shows how great Anakin or Vader truly is. When he wants to be. And booked properly. Um, So I'm going to go with Reva versus uh, Anakin. Versus Vader. Anakin is dead. (laughs) Play that. Anakin. Anakin is gone. I am what remains. Um, but uh, it's not by a lot. I really like the fact he drew, he dragged Obi Wan through the fire. You know that was fucking that that was really cool.
3: Yeah, and, and again, it, and again, it's it's the poetry of Star Wars. You know, you know, Anakin held a grudge, obviously, and he wanted to give Obi Wan a taste of his
2: own medicine. Yes, he did, and uh, you know, again. If the fight at the end was a little different, maybe that would have been over for me, but the fact that he outshined Reva when Reva was at 100% just adds to the badassery of Veda. So, there you go. Uh, You guys can chime in if you want next week, if we have any late responses or if I didn't read anything because I didn't clear out the inbox. uh, We'll read them. NewForceOrderYahoo.com So, Move along, making noises in the background. Always hey. Um, did you realize that Star Wars promises or Disney promises they're gonna be some announcements and some surprises on September eighth?
0: Yeah,
3: it's gonna be what? Another, another Disney Plus day or something like that? That they're talking about some some new shows potentially?
2: Yeah. So what do you think is gonna happen?
3: I think it's gonna be they're gonna announce the Luke Skywalker series that collides directly to the Vader series, that collides to an old-school Boba Fett series, that collides to a Lando-Calrissian series and Lobot, where both of them are transgender and jacking each other off? No, I have no idea.
2: You know, for one second, you actually had me on the hook when you said Luke series. I was was about to be that guy from South Park. And then you had to just keep piling the dog shit on. (laughs) Less is more, kid. Less is more. Oh, man. Uh, I think we're going to get Boba Fett uh, season two? Yeah, I think so. Um, even though people are saying it's not happening now because they put some some things online saying that the season was from here to there they put like an end date to the first season which they normally do that when the season's over uh, speaking of over but um, I think they just did that to throw everyone off the trail from the leaked footage from the Spanish Disney Plus catalog that we saw a couple weeks ago but that's just me mm. uh, I think we'll probably get an, uh, an announcement that they're going to push back uh, Bad Batch 2.
3: I don't back. Um, I don't understand I don't Andor back or
2: Well Andor's on the twenty first. They pushed him back because they wanted to give they're they're atoning the low ratings of Miss Marvel to the fact that it went against Obi-Wan Kenobi.
3: Mm, I don't think so.
2: I don't think so either. I think it got low ratings because Miss Marvel isn't a popular character yeah. and people didn't want to see a little little girl fighting, you yeah. know, bad guys, which wasn't the case because the Did show was fantastic.
3: You watched it, right? I loved it. I yeah, it was I watched great. it as well. I, so I didn't love it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought they really leaned heavy into the cultural aspect of everything, which, which I loved. Which, I, you know, I didn't mind so much. But I felt like it was like sometimes it was like a little, a little bit much. And then the I thought the characterization was great. I thought the pace was good. They probably could have used maybe one or two less episodes and kind of pushed the story forward from there. Um, but am I super excited to see the movie that she's gonna be in with Captain Marvel? Man, not necessarily.
2: I don't blame you. But the reason why I liked it is because I went there with no expectations. yeah, and this th- this show wasn't made for guys like you and me. It was made for a younger audience. But the fact that I yes. could sit back and actually enjoy it, I thought it was okay kudos to you you guys got my attention good job
3: though made uh, for a younger audience it still is going to be you know a large portion of the the next phase of the marvel movies so well
2: they're That's... supposed to be doing this young avenger nonsense so yeah well well just as long as it's not the
3: avenger avenger nonsense
2: so are you opening up a kick-up bar i wish
3: <laughs> hey already 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 had dessert
2: yeah you just dropped it kid He dropped the spot he blew the spot um so, remember the Cologne veteran cameo?
3: In Obi Wan Kenobi, where we saw Tamora Morrison playing the look like a 501st Armored Trooper sitting there with his face all weathered and grizzled and bearded. And he's like, can you spare some credits for a war hero? Yes, actually, I do recall. That was,
2: that was actually pretty good. It's pretty good, huh? Nice. Yeah.
3: He's no it, good to be dead.
2: It, it kind of hides a secret tragedy. And what do I mean by that?
3: Secret tragedy. Yes, he had her. He had space herpes.
2: He got that from fucking uh, Genko Baluba over there.
3: Ganko oh. Baluba. I think you could buy those at the gas station. They're like dick boner pills. <laughs>
2: uh, wasn't he on uh, on the Scarlet Witch show? Boner. Um, boner. <laughs> how was this? That was uh, Quicksilver's name. of The actor. Something boner.
3: <laughs> was it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Obi-Wan Kenobi's Clone Trooper cameo had a lot more meaning than most viewers realized, and it concealed a hidden tragedy affecting the clones. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow Morrison's cameo as a veteran of the 501st Clone Battalion shows not only a decade of neglect and despair, but also continued growth acceleration coded into the clone's biology. The genetic manipulation makes, his, makes him appear far older than his 20 or so chronological years, would suggest. The clone's aging underscores the tragedy of the Clone Wars. So
3: Darth the rise?
2: No, technically. The clones were the ones who won the war. The Separatist army was vanquished, and Order 66 meant they were the ones who took down the Jedi. And yet, for all that is the case, They were only ever pawns to the new emperor. So basically they were SOL. And they outlived their use.
3: Yeah, well, I I think that's, you know, it's again, Star Wars reckoning itself to say, oh, how come these guys aren't around when a new hope starts? And, you know, why, why are we not using clones and have they aged themselves out to the point where they were already dead and old and out of it? And we saw Rex get old at that point. Um, in the in the in the cartoons, but I think it's also again them retconning the fact that they were not the uh, the initial army in the uh, the original trilogy. So I think it's a cool process um, and a cool thread that kind of lends itself to tell the uh, the reason why you know they got basically fucked.
2: Star Wars recently revealed Obi-Wan's first major battle with Commander Cody. I thought this was pretty interesting because we never really find out when they became romantic together.
3: Romantic. It
2: was, yes. Or it'd be, better yet, what we used to call it back in the day, became friends. So the battle of Abri Abreon.
3: Friends with Benny's, or
2: no, and I don't know, man. Who knows? It's wartime, you know.
3: Exactly, man. Listen, <laughs> and, 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 any port of storm.
2: <laughs> Is that your rations? Um, <laughs> it happened at the Battle of Abrion Bridge, A B R I O N Bridge. Kenobi and Cody f- fought side by side for the first time in a battle that would be one of many still to come. And that was brought to the attention and into canon in Obi-Wan number three. So I comic thought it was, yes, the comic book. I thought that was pretty cool. Not a lot of people knew when that happened. They actually brought this into the forefront. Um, did you know that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi wasn't supposed to be what Obi Wan Kenobi was supposed to be? That's a very. Um, the show.
3: Con- confusing statement. W- what was it supposed to be?
2: As I take a quench from my. Yes. What's
0: originally,
2: a little- I wet my whistle. Woo hoo. I'm the best, Whistler. Okay. During a fan fest, you and McGregor stated, "I'm sorry." During the fan fest, you 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 and McGregor stated that the story was originally supposed to be about Luke Skywalker. Luke. and Luke. And he goes, "It was supposed to be a story about me and Luke. It was always going to be that." And that was one of the genius moments where everyone went, "Hold up, wait a minute," and then it changed it. He did this at a fan expo in Boston. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about how passionate Disney, Lucasfilm, all of us are. Got some stuff, some brown stuff on your nose there, Ewan, who <laughs> are involved with. <laughs> who, are, who are involved with it is from the beginning is we try to really, really hard not to let anything. Of the bad just to protect your experience Of seeing it for the first time I think it's really cool that Disney and Lucasfilm Care so much for the fan experience Right Uh, They really want you to have a 100% experience The first time you see it And if you you read it If you read that And that leaked And this came out It's just a bit of a shame isn't it It's like looking at your Christmas present before Christmas Day So
3: Which I, I love doing by the way do you? Well, I did in the past when I was a kid. Oh.
2: So, what do you think, Doc? Do you think he's full of shit? Do you really um, think it was really uh, him and Luke, or was he just trying to put over the the company?
3: No, I think so. I, you know, everything that we had seen previously, which I'm sure was a work to us, where they were like, "Oh, this guy's playing Luke Skywalker," and this and that, and you know, if you look at the the trailers, it really wasn't Leia heavy at all. Which obviously, no. you know, the the show was definitely Leia heavy. Um, and I think that was a little, a little part of the the misdirection that they were giving us when it came to what we thought the show was going to be. Because I think we all came in thinking it was going to be Obi Wan on Tatooine, and there was some tragedy that happened, and he had to defend Luke. So it was nothing that that we didn't see. But you know, some smart writer was like, "Hey guys, this is what you know. These marks are expecting to see. But how about we flip this on the script?" And give them something different and give a relationship between Obi-Wan and Leia instead of Luke, of Luke, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan, which we've already had. And I think that was the definitely the right
2: direction to go in. Gotcha. You don't think it was Kathleen Kennedy not trying to put any shine on Luke? I want to keep anything on on uh, female no, character.
3: No, I, I don't think so. I think it was the writers who, who potentially did this with, without any input of her. And, you know, I, I would go as far to, to say that I think that they should have removed all that Luke shit at the end with Reva. You know, the, that cut that we saw of the movie of the movie of the show where they completely just erased all that stuff, I think it was better and made more sense to me. So I think they they should have kept it in and, and, and say the Luke stuff till um, till season two, if they if they go there.
2: OK, so he was also asked about season two of Kenobi. Uh, why don't we play the clip right now?
0: I'm totally up for it, guys. How would it do? But you're saying there's nothing, uh, nothing, uh, known or any, uh, any, like, planning at all? There, to, I'm absolutely honest, there's no plan to make one yet, but I think, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just biding their time, I, I think that that, 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 nobody's approached me as yet.
1: I mean, it was a huge success. It was the largest, largest premiere in Disney Plus history. Come on, Disney, come
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> come on So you heard it from uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. He said, I'm totally up for it, guys. I want to do it. Uh, I'm absolutely honest. There's no plan to make one yet. But I think I'm pretty sure they're just bidding their time. Look, man, if it goes cha-ching, they're going to make more. And it went cha-ching. Regardless of all the naysayers and the haters online, this was the most watched ever Disney Plus show that debuted on the streaming service, and people loved it. But I think for the majority of it, anyway.
3: And I, uh, and I, I'd go as far to say it's probably the most anticipated show as well. I mean, I'd, I, you know, though I was looking forward to Boba Fett because I'm a Boba Mark, I think I was looking forward to Obi Wan a little bit more. I'm with you, 100%. just because of the the implications. You know, it, I mean, it, it it's a direct tie into the Star Wars universe. You know, to the the the, the OT that we know and love. What are you painting there? Uh, just a German helmet for one of my um, Red Skull customs. Ooh.
2: I bet he gives great skull.
3: Very nice. nice. Nine. Um, I I I can't yell a German helmet out too you know too loud in this place.
2: <laughs> oh, that's tremendous! Oh man. Um, so do
3: you like the Red Skull? One of your favorite characters? I do like the Red Skull. I think he's a very interesting character. I think he, you know, I, I potentially made more customs of him than more figures than I have here.
2: Okay. Um, do you know who Ewan McGregor's favorite character is
3: in the Star Wars universe? Yes. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's it's it's, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. I believe it is. Um, um Lobot. No, we. we damn, we just keep bringing Lobot up today.
2: I love Lobot. Don't you dare shit on Lobot. Um, why don't you just play the clip?
0: Princess Leia. And I think Leia is, I think uh, yeah, I think she's probably my favorite character. She's so ballsy and wisecracking and beautiful. And, and I think Princess Leia, I was always very in love with Princess Leia when I was a little boy. And then I was, I was so I was so lucky to because later on like I got to know Carrie Fisher and um, you know was lucky to be able to become a friend of hers and uh,
1: so that was a really beautiful journey. But I'd will so say Princess Leia.
2: Well, as you can see, you McGregor surprised everyone because they were expecting him to say Obi Wan Kenobi, but he really mentioned Princess Leia as his favorite character because. She was ballsy and wise cracking and oh I'm sorry, ball, ballsy and wise cracking and beautiful. He said he had a crush on her when he when he was younger. Um, but who didn't? You know what exactly. I mean? She was of she was a trendsetter. So that's pretty cool that he admits that you that that he was her favorite, he was his favorite character. Um, mine at the time was Luke Skywalker when I was a kid, but that was just me. So, so you 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 clearly weren't in touch with your feminine side, my friend. No, I was not. Were you in touch with yours? Oh, oh every single day of the week. Really? Twice on Sunday? Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that because of your man boobs?
3: If, if <laughs> <laughs> it popped you. If if, <laughs> if, if if I can get it back up on Sunday twice, it was definitely twice on Sunday. Tremendous.
2: Ah, uh, okay. In Star Wars there'll be Wan Number Three, the the comic written by Christopher Cantwell. An art by Alessandro Miracolo An aged Obi-Wan Kenobi reminisces about the time In the he Clone Wars He picked up a
3: hooker in Jabba's Palace
2: I wish Of his most she trusted She
3: had four boobs And smelled like A dog. <laughs> I uh-huh.
2: loved her so she was lactating and the green milk was just tranquilizing. Anyway,
3: she looked like a Gamorrean god, yet felt like a crate dragon.
2: <laughs> All right, so we fell off the rails real quick, but here always, we go. Always, always. Uh, so, listen to this. we Wan, this is about the Clone Wars and his most trusted second in command. He says about Commander Cody. I miss him to this day, even though he eventually tried to kill me. <laughs> That's great. So it goes with my friends, it seems. Oh, huh. I guess oh, because he was talking- because
3: Vader tried to kill him.
2: Yeah, because Anakin too. Uh, after Order sixty six was given, the clone troopers were compelled to turn on their Jedi generals, including Cody, who ordered Obi Wan shut down during the battle. Obviously, so Obi Wan survived. This statement shows that even though the clones betrayed him, he never held a grudge against him. And the same is also true about the feeling towards Anakin. Don't you think it's heartbreaking, Doc, that Obi-Wan does not see people like Commander Cody or even Anakin as turncoats or enemies, but as genuine friends who are just lost?
3: Well, I think it speaks to the fact that he is a Jedi at heart, and he attempts to see, you know, the, uh, the bright side of things and not the... Uh... The not bright side of things.
2: I guess. Do you, uh, you do you call that being naive?
3: Well, I call it, you know, wishing that the force is uh, all encompassing and can potentially fix the issues that that he's having with these people. And I think I think a lot of that is the is the Qui Gon, and you. you have too much Qui Gon in you. Oh, that's what she said. Ho- hopefully, nobody said that to him when he was like twelve.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, you want your lightsaber, don't you, kid? You gotta earn it. Space priest. Nice. So, talk about fixing things. Would you say the stormtroopers in the original trilogy were not utilized to the best of their capabilities?
3: Oh, no, d- define the best of their capabilities, because you know th- they came off not only in the in, in the OT, I mean in, in the OT, but also in the ST. As bumbling fucking idiots. Who you could take out with literally a spitball. Sad, sad state of affairs. For a great design character.
2: Okay. So um, I guess that's a yes. All right. The the reason why I bring it up is because according to this. George George Lucas's Star Wars sequel plan. Would have made the Stormtroopers better. Now. As revealed by the Star Wars Archives book, Episodes 1 through 3, 1999 to 2005, Lucas envisioned a sequel trilogy arc for the surviving Imperial stormtroopers. George Lucas would have taken the inspiration from real-life conflicts to tell a story about what happens with a disbanded army that loses the war. According to George, the stormtroopers would have refused to give up, following the New Republic's victory. The Stormtroopers would want to continue fighting, and thus they would go to as a far corner of the galaxy, start their own country and their own rebellion. How big of a threat this Stormtrooper rebellion would have been in George Lucas' sequel trilogy is difficult to say, especially because the movies would see Darth Maul and a Sith apprentice, Darth Talon, as the main villains. Still, the Stormtrooper storyline would have fit into Lucas's plan of showing the power vacuum, left in the galaxy following the fall of the empire to that i gotta say holy fucking shit that would have been fucking awesome you think so yeah absolutely i
3: i think we kind of felt a taste of like you know giving them personality throughout the prequel stuff you know throughout the clone wars throughout the you know the uh the the prequel trilogy so I felt like you know we had a little bit of that characterization and that fleshing out of the of of the stormtroopers in that in that situation there.
2: They were clone troopers, my friend. Yes, I, understand, troopers. I understand
3: it, but you know if if you're going to lump them all together as the as the army of of the uh, the Galactic Empire, then then they're there.
2: Yeah, but this kind of, well, I put it this way: they are followers of the the Empire. And they believe in what the Empire stands for, right? Yep. To the point where they're willing to risk their lives for the Empire. You are a diehard Star Wars fan. To the extremity, you do a fucking podcast about Ugh, the fucking... tell, <laughs> uh, tell that. <laughs> and-, uh. <laughs> and we do this podcast every week. And we talk about Star Wars. And it's the most original... And entertaining podcast around, but not the most PC podcast. So whatever. But point being is you just stated that the edited version of the Obi-Wan Kenobi film is your canon because you hate Riva, right? That is your following because of what you believe Star Wars should have been. And you know, that's your belief. These stormtroopers are doing the same exact thing you're doing they're they're looking to continue believing in what they only know and what they think is right. So Yeah. I, I think I think this would have been a nice play and would have gave the stormtroopers something to do. And it this wouldn't have been 30 years later. According to Georges Lucas's, it would have took place like maybe I think it was 20 years or even 10 years after mm. Return of the Jedi. So, you know they were still been relevant. It's not yeah. like it's gonna be fucking eighty year old men saying, Back in my day in World W W two, I used to be a seaman. Now I just wipe it all over my wife. You know? No, nothing like that. Yeah, but but my only issue is that, you know,
3: I, I could see this happening for the clone troopers, but again, as the stormtroopers were basically hired guns, I mean, you know, they were all independent independent souls who 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 were working for the Empire. Either they were, you know, as we saw with finn they were kidnapped and you know from their family and, and and brought to to service from there so it seemed like they had a little more of a, a autonomous thought process than than the, the clone troopers so i would i would think that they would be a little less apt to be like oh let's take up arms with this you know this crew and let's keep it going
2: okay i'm with you i can see your point but, of view depending how they spun the story i think it would have been interesting they did a lot more. This story would have sounded. They did put way. In this little just write-up, there was more done with stormtroopers than they were in the actual sequel trilogy. So, whether they were Sith troopers, stormtroopers, fucking pooper troopers, nothing was really done.
3: They fly, they fly now. now.
2: You know she got a tattoo. They say they fly now. Yeah, I'm good. Hey, did you hear about uh, Zillow? Uh, Zillow, the uh, real estate website. Oscar Isaac's a spokesman for them now, is he? Because he's buying a new house. He's coming back to Star Wars. No shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, recent interview with Oscar Isaac about maybe coming back to Star Wars. People asking about Star Wars. Play the clip right now, Doc.
1: Oscar, when you are around the world, like you're you're in Denmark right now, what do people ask you the most? about because you've been part of these enormous global franchises is it is it star wars or is it is it so i'm other- up in here in this like little you know this little village up here and they had this very small music festival down here and it was shockingly very young kids that were there uh and uh, i was like well, wow. uh but uh no it was you know, like teenagers and stuff and uh it was like a couple times people would just be like Star Wars, Star Wars. They would just yell Star Wars at me. Oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> so sweet. What do you say it's to so that? Nice. It, felt, it felt great. It felt really great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that happened up here. I think Star Wars generally Moon Knight a bit more, you know, those are like the big ones. Those are the, the, the big, uh, bigger tent uh, projects. So so those, those are the ones. And with everything happening with Star Wars, for example, I mean, you must, there there I there I'm sure there are discussions whether you're part of them or not. Do you some do you sometimes think, oh, I'll probably get to go back to Poe Dameron at some point? Mm. Or do you think, oh, that I've you know, I've done that. I'm not that interested in doing it. You mm. know, the option is probably always there. Hmm. Um I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh I mean, I'm open, open to to anything. You never know. But uh yeah, there's no I have no real feeling one way or the other, you know, I'm open to any kind of good story, any good thing to do. And time, time's the one thing that becomes much more challenging as you get older and with kids and all that. It's like, where do these things fit in? Start realizing, realizing that there's not not time for all of it. But if there was a great story and a great director and Kathy came to me and was like, hey, we've got this idea, you know, I'm so so open to it. As you can see, the, the, as time passes
2: by, the story changes. Originally it was, I ain't coming back to Star Wars unless I need a new house. Now, it's hey, if it's a good story and they call me and Kathleen Kennedy says, hey, we want to use you, they'll do it. Of and course if there's time. Know. It's money, baby. Come on. Let's be money,
3: serious. Money, 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 money. <laughs> who doesn't want to get paid from both Marvel and Star Wars? Exactly. And then, oh, I'll tell you sense. who
2: doesn't obi-wan kenobi doesn't because they asked about him joining the mcu and he had the perfect answer. he goes nah i'm good with star wars right now yeah well a shout out to him for not being a fucking sellout but no seriously in all seriousness As- oscar isaac sporting a dope beard i guess uh maybe for flashbacks for dune part two but um or well maybe there, was this-
3: a, there was there was a clip that popped out uh this week where he was in greece i think it was in greece no no, sorry egypt doing uh potentially moon Knight 2 oh sweet
2: um, so with all that being said, I mean, would you want to see him back?
0: <sighs>
3: you know, I have a love-hate relationship with the sequel characters, the sequel characters, you know, not specifically Ray. I think I really like Ray and I think I would love to see her that's come back wanna, out.
2: That's why you want to
3: pipe. That's beside it. the point. Um, but specifically Finn and Poe, you know, there was so much they could have done with them. There was so many places that, that that they could have gone with them and he decided not to you know a, a big knock that we've had on the sequel trilogy is that you know the big three characters weren't really together for a significant portion of time on screen and i think that's probably a a large portion of why it wasn't as well received as the original ot was you know if you look at the ot you know once they got han leia and luke together it was difficult to break them up and separate them um and i think that's where the interplay of all that stuff really really worked out well between everybody and they did to do that a lot in um in the sequel trilogy so what i like to see him sure i think it's been far enough from the last time we saw him that we can get him back but the question is in what capacity do we want to see him in his own series running up rogue one stuff flashbacks
2: prequels who the fuck knows would you like him to be han solo's replacement definitely not gotcha well he was trying
3: to be that already i mean at some point but all right whatevs whatevs if it doesn't happen i'll be fine
2: okay well let me ask you since you're a big star wars luke guy like i am did you know about this deleted scene from *Empire Strikes Back*? Your favorite movie? Deleted scene? Which scene was that? Luke um, was um. Thank you for showing up tonight, Doc.
3: Tonguing down Leia, and they were like, you know, sitting in the back of uh, some f- medical frigate,
2: and he realizes that this, this, this smells kind of familiar. Yes, it was *Bang Bus, Star Wars edition. <laughs> Fucking idiots.
3: I, I like I, I like fake taxi better.
2: Nice. The *Empire Strikes Back* cut a Luke scene. Uh, be, it became a dark Anakin moment. Now, this is the deal.
3: Empire- oh, yes, I do recall. Let's keep going. Oh no, go ahead, please. So they had wanted a scene in *Empire Strikes Back* where Luke is, I believe, going through Cloud City and he encounters a number of stormtroopers. In his, in to hit his uh you know bid to face Vader, and he violently and unmercifully cuts down these stormtroopers and destroys them and this was going to be lucas's ability to tease and foreshadow that luke may be flirting a little bit with the dark side because of the way he killed he killed these stormtroopers they ultimately decided not to go that route and not to do that excuse me because they wanted luke not to be that violent and be that savage but they repurposed this potential scene in this you know in the the emotion of the scene into Anakin when he mows down the Tusken Raiders, when he finds out that they've, you know, um, perpetrated the death of his mother.
2: I slaughtered them, the women, the women and the, the children, children, children,
3: too. The dogs, and the cats, everything that stood up with the fish, everything. The that, hamsters. And I, I drank their beer and their fridges. And it was... And <laughs> wrapped their towels on their head. They looked terrible.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you a joke after the show's over all right so yes doc you 100 right with your with your review and your analysis on that fucking uh, on that article good job doc good job you're the clutch hitter today thank, thank you Scott. sir thank you thank you uh, i thought it was interesting um
3: I think they probably made the right decision. You know, Star Wars for the children, and watching Luke murder a bunch of stormtroopers probably wouldn't have been the greatest thing in the world. Though I would have enjoyed it now, I could tell you that. But um, I think they 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 went the the right route to do this.
2: I agree. I think oh, it was a keep going. Sorry. I think it was a perfect fit for Anakin.
3: Yes, I think it was as a great, great, a great, you know, portion of his turn to the dark side. It was good booking, as they say in the business. Um, and speaking of good booking, I want to throw a shout out right now to uh, a friend of the show, guy who's been on the show a couple of times, our buddy Josh the Jedi from Den of with Den of Geek, Den of Nerd. Which one is he in? Den of Nerds. Den of Nerds, who just had his first baby.
2: Oh, did he really? Yes. I didn't know that.
3: He named him Anakin Skywalker, Padme, Obi Wan Kenobi, Jedi.
2: Oh, shout out to former guest also, jean Paul uh, Ragusa. Ragusa. Because he just did a freaking toys, toy toy uh, show, with the, you know talking about toys and all this that he was all ecstatic about it
3: of collectibles. So with uh, you know who the host of that show is? Your mother. I wish. No, who? Blair from Facts Alive.
2: Oh, that's right, that's right, Blair. What was the name of the show?
3: You uh, take the good, you
2: take the bad.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. Was it was uh, you know, Miss Whits- What's the face? Is Tootie on there? Tootie. No. Jojo is um so yeah congratulations to the uh you know our former guests over here who are uh, maybe blowing maybe, up right now.
2: maybe what was the what was your lady's name in the show
3: the old woman miss yeah. uh i don't know fuck you no help i'm sorry cte
2: baby maybe maybe she shows up as a force ghost
3: yeah <laughs> that'd be great
2: <laughs> all right so your grandmother's favorite actor
3: jan carlo esposito
2: a.k.a. Professor X, did an appearance at Thomas J. Henry's superhero car show. Mrs. In, Garrett, Mrs. Garrett. That's right, Mrs. Garrett at the Far Coast. Coast. Um, <laughs> uh, he did an appearance at Thomas J. Henry's superhero car show in Comic-Con. Yeah,
3: that's, that sounds like they're trying to shore a lot of shit into there. At <laughs> bake, bake Off.
2: <laughs> Maybe you were like uh, uh, tuna fish and peanut butter.
3: I think John Collins didn't speak to his manager.
2: Yeah, right. So he goes on. Uh, he goes on, and he says this. He says, "I got to tell you, just to share something with you without spoiling anything. Season three of The Mandalorian is off the chain. You'll be amazed." And all of a sudden, a force in the galaxy. Where a thousand or a couple of hundred thousand white nerdy people were like, you don't know if we're going to laugh at that. The black guy said something about chains. Let's be quiet. Let's not laugh. (laughs) I'm kidding. That means back in our day when it's off the chain, it's superb, tremendous, exquisite, spectacular, amazing. So... What do you take? You think he's just throwing some fluff out there? Do you really think Season 3 is going to uh, be amazing?
3: Man, listen, after the whole Boba Fett fucking debacle, I have a hard time believing anybody when they say anything. Because, oh my god, it's so fucking amazing. But Mando has yet to disappoint, I think, in in any of its iterations. So, I think we can trust the old man over here and uh, think that we're going to be, you know, doing what right.
2: I... You know, Mandalorian Season 4 already has some exciting news.
3: And yeah, what exciting news is that?
2: Allegedly... Um, there already, uh, even though the third season has not been released yet, we're getting an update for season four saying that the fourth season has been on, placed on high a high priority since it will be start filming this fall. Uh, Production Weekly shared the news as Lucasfilm began to set up the filming dates for the series. This will be a short window for season three and season four. I mean, we won't have to wait forever for season four to happen, um, which means that season three might have a Cliffhanger, cliffhanger ending that leaves us with bated breath, and that's why they're rushing season four so we don't wait too long. What do you think?
3: I, th- I think they have a property on their hands that is a known commodity that people want. I think with the debacle with the Boba Fett show um, and with Andor having you know 17 million episodes, they're realizing that they gotta crank out some more shit for Disney Plus over here to keep people interested and keep people subscribing and staying. So. I think them, you know, backing into season four fast is similar to what they did what Zemeckis did with Back to the Future two and three. Has he filmed them, you know, you know, back to back with each other. Um, because he A, the story is there, and B, the fans want it. So I think this is a smart thing to do. I'm sure, you know, Johnny Favs and, and Feloni have had have a lot of things they want to get out there and realize that what they wrote was not one season, but it's two seasons. So they're like, fuck it. Let's just do what we got. We got all the principal players here. Let's get it. Let, let, let's get her done.
2: Get her done. I agree. I think this is good booking. Um Regardless of a cliffhanger, the ending, the fact that we had to wait two years for season three to uh, come into fruition because of the pandemic, I think uh, having a short window between three and four makes perfect sense. Um, and you love the, short windows, that's the ones right. you can climb into. That's right. I don't need a ladder. Dave Filoni praises for uh, praises praise for Ahsoka the series, in an interview with the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, via Laughing Place. Ahsoka star Rosario Dawson revealed that Dave Filoni had actually watched an episode of the upcoming show and com- commented how it was a religious experience. <laughs> The lead actress mentioned that the episode was already edited together, and also stated that it had an emotional impact on Filoni and the producer Carol Carrie Beck. So uh, her exact quote was, "So I'll say this. I don't know why I'm talking with an accent, but whatever. I will probably get in trouble for saying this."
3: Australian now.
2: But Dave so one of the episodes already edited together. Shocked me. Shocked me. And he walked up right him and carry back both like glossy eye and he said to me it was an religious experience
3: it means he so, blew up a huge massive load when he's watching
2: it he's probably saying you guys don't know what you're doing i'm the king of stock Star- i am the captain now <laughs> <laughs> put that put that in i'm the captain now look at me sure look at me sure i'm the captain now uh so, what, what do you think about religious experience?
3: I think I've had a few of them in my life. Really? Usually when I'm ejaculating. Um, nice. Is that with the coat hanger around your neck? Exactly. Uh, or asphyxiation. <laughs> um, I'm actually happy that this is going on because we know how close Filoni holds Ahsoka to the vest because it's his baby and his creation. And what he brought to the Star Wars universe, and probably you know the property that he loves the most. So if he's feeling that what we're seeing on the screen, what they're portraying, and what they're making there is is that good, I think we're going to get something that's going to be fantastic.
2: Yeah, I'm totally with you. When we when he said a long time ago, anything that has to go, anything that relates to Ahsoka has to go through him first. Even the even the the novel that people are saying that it's going to be retconned is not the case, because this novel that was written by E.K. Johnson in 2016 was approved by Filoni, so you know, they're talking about the tales of the Jedi, the recons of certain things, and that uh, the Star Wars, last four episodes of uh, Season Clone 7 Wars. Of, of Clone Wars didn't, you know, it was kind of a little different what the book was, so whatever. Yeah. But that's anyhow. okay, that's okay, it's okay. So if it's okay, happy, man.
3: I'm
2: happy. It's okay, I reloaded. Uh, Rosario Dawson recalls filming Surprise Luke Skywalker on the Ahsoka scene. Now listen to this shit. I mean, did you did you read this? I did.
3: So, you know, they 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 kept her in the dark as well when it came to who was actually gonna be the Jedi at the end. And because she had thought it was gonna be Plo Kloon. And even, she even delivers the line even when Luke pops up the Plo Kloon line because she had memorized it and was so like shook that it was actually Luke that she delivered the, you know, the, the line that was on the paper and not the Luke Skywalker stuff. So it's interesting that, you know. Her being, you know, one of the massive players in the show, even was kept in the dark about what was going to happen then. And then this is how close and how tight to the to the vest this was being played. And and sometimes I think about your uh, your theory. I won't say conspiracy theory, where Johnny Favs and Filoni held the uh, the info from Kathleen Kennedy may have a little validity to it. That's the sweet sound of victory right there, boys and girls. Oh, oh bro. I'm a husband. Oh, I know that sound. No worries.
2: Oh, man. Well, I pop when I read this thing. I thought it was pretty cool. You talk about keeping her in the dark. I'd keep her seven minutes to heaven in the closet with me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> seven um, minutes. That's, that's twice with cleanup? Oh,
0: twice.
2: That's like, that's like, <laughs> uh, what am I, 19? No way. It's like 30 seconds and six minutes and 30 seconds of kukanina uh, <laughs> sh- sh- over there. Uh, take a little nap. Anyway, um, here's something that's going around the interwebs. Well, well, she needs some time to make that sandwich. So. <laughs> that's right. Make me that Tostones, baby. Ahsoka's show needs its own Luke Skywalker. Com- com- <laughs> Ahsoka's show needs its own Luke Skywalker cameo for Vader's redemption.
3: I don't know it's, what that means.
2: What does that mean? Ahsoka and Luke shared the screen in Boba Fett, but the Ahsoka show still needs a Luke Skywalker cameo in order to add to Darth Vader's redemption. So this is what I'm guessing. Remember the picture that we saw—that little fan drawing of Ahsoka crying on her knees. Say so, yes. he turned, he came back to the light when she met Luke. Yes, something to that extent. That there's closure in, you know, in her story with her and Anakin. And Luke, they haven't mentioned the first time they met. Feloni stated that he has a story already planned out, hasn't shared it yet. So maybe it will be through flashbacks or an entire episode of uh, Ahsoka the series. Who knows? I mean Yeah. I, um, I I I'm down, bro. Can you picture? Can you picture the internet the day after we get to see Ahsoka? fake Mark Hamill and Forrest Ghost Anakin Skywalker all in one fucking scene. Massive gangbang. Yeah. Um, oh.
3: I, I, I kind of agree with them that I think that that scene needs to happen on, in, in reality, in real life, as you know, not an, into, into fan fiction. Because he, what are the odds that Ahsoka does not ask him what happens to his father? What are the odds that Luke does not tell her what happened to his father? And it's going to be a moment for the both of them where, you know, Ahsoka was trying to get him to come back from the dark side and she couldn't do it. And Luke was able to do it because he was his son. So I I think I think it's it's an important notion there and that the person who you could arguably say, you know, outside of Obi-Wan and Padme, who was the closest to Anakin um, in his in his older years, sees what has become of him and how he actually came back.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, closure, closure. You ain't kidding. Closure. Um, just had a funny joke fly through my head, but I'll say uh, you know, I'll save it for later. Um, yeah, we definitely need to see that scene. I agree with you. Not only for closure purposes, we need to find out. We got to see how epic it is the first time they meet. Maybe they have a lightsaber battle, and she figures out that it's his son you know that she didn't know that he had a son you know just 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 f-
0: yeah
3: the, how did she the emotional
2: the emotional baggage emotional baggage that comes with that fan service scenario is unprecedented because everybody wants to see it you're just jerking you're grabbing the jerkins, and you're jerking everyone's heartstrings. No, heartstrings. With oh, that scenario. <laughs> that comes later. Uh, with that scenario. You
3: know what I, I mean? I think that goes beyond fan service. I think that's actually just service because it's something that... It would be organic. Now, now they've teased exactly. It's not like, oh, we're doing this just for you guys. No, you're doing this because it's part of the story that's going to push those two characters forward in their you know quest and their journey and their development
2: and the yeah. reaction
3: the reaction to what what happens
2: and it adds something not only to their character because of the relationships but it also adds a layer to anakin because of how much he's missed and how much he's savored meaning that the good portion of him not the bad portion you know what i mean Correct. So the he, the last thing people will remember is that Anakin was good, as opposed to Anakin being a menacing threat in the galaxy. But Andor schedule just dropped. You saw this, right?
3: Yep, we got a bunch of episodes coming out. The first three episodes, seven twenty first, and then the weeks thereafter, they're going to drop one each: twenty eighth, fifth, twelfth, nineteenth, twenty sixth, second, ninth, sixteenth, twenty third, for the twelve episode run. C- should be good.
2: It should be great. Hopefully, I'm having a good i. I have a good feeling about this show. I got uh, a good feeling about this. I think uh, Tim uh, Gilroy is going to do a good job with the writing and that and uh, the show running with this, like he did with Rogue One. And speaking of Rogue One, dum dum dum, we get a on the heels
3: of Andor, we get a theatrical re-release of Rogue One with a cool new poster, where they all the shadows are all standing in front of the Death Star, which I thought was a, a nice image. Not that there's anything wrong with the original Rogue One poster, but I think this one is also a very, very cool image. Now, do you want to go see it? Uh, probably not. I mean, I could sit home and watch it on Disney Plus. I don't need to go waste an evening and you know twenty bucks a pop to go see it over there.
2: Yeah, but there's gonna be it's gonna be accompanied by an exclusive look at the Andor series.
3: I'm good. I'll see the Andor series at home.
2: Thanks. So you don't think it'll show like an episode?
3: Probably not. It's gonna be a you know ten minute clip. Interesting. You gonna
2: go it, see it? Uh, I don't know. It's an IMAX. I've never been to an IMAX movie before. Really? Yep. I usually just go to the theater over here, close to my house. You know, it's nice and easy. Show up. I grab a coffee. I walk in.
3: What are you worried about? A trigger triggering the MK Ultra in you?
2: No, oh, they ain't holding MK Ultra in me. But nice try though. Uh, new Star Wars games announced. Did you ever play tabletop games?
3: Oh no. Uh, okay. Maybe I played D and D like once or twice, but you know, I was like, wow, I can't hang out with these fucking versions anymore. <laughs>
2: We know Big Sal is a fucking huge tabletop guy. Is he really? Yeah, huge. D d or what? A bunch. Everything. And uh now a new Star Wars tabletop. I didn't see guy. that one coming. Yeah. That's what you Helen get, Keller said. Get,
3: get, because he thought that all the tabletop was gonna be food. That's good. They're gonna call him Big Sal for a reason.
2: Nah, Big Sal's a fucking geek, just like you and I. He draws too. He's a good artist. Um, shout out to Big Sal Graziano, my conspiracy horseman brother. Look. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games has announced plans to publish a new Star Wars game in 2023. The new Star Wars deck-building game will be released in 2023 and is being designed, designed by Caleb Grace, one of the lead designers of Marvel Champions, the card game, and the Lord of the Rings card games. So, for all you gamers out there, for tabletop uh, he's gamers... He's a
3: legit fucking nerd, that guy, huh?
2: Yeah. He's
3: an old thing playing fucking card games.
2: So, remember last week we were talking about the lead actress for Acolyte? Yes. What was her name? Tootie...
3: Uh, I don't know what her name is. Kim Fields.
2: <laughs> Fucking Tootie all Rudy over here. Anyway, she's a huge, massive mark for Star Wars. So that's pretty cool. Oh, thank God. So... You're welcome. But something else is prospering in the Rumorville of the Acolyte. A fellow Dark Sith Lord may debut... Spiro? Uh, yeah he's going to be the nanny They're going to call him <laughs> They're going to call him Darth Dar- Doubtfire That's going to be his fucking name Hello!
3: You ever heard the story of Darth Spiro The exhausted
2: uh, Come on guys I'm tired I only ate three gyros today <laughs> I fought a shark And won <laughs> And revenue is cannon. Anyway Uh According to this uh, Bespin Bulletin rumor, Darth Plagueis is going to make his appearance in the Acolyte. What do you think,
3: Darth Plagueis? Was, well, if they're going back, and this is a you know a, a prior story,
2: it is a hundred years before Episode yeah, One.
3: I think it makes perfect sense to have him as you know one of the baddies of the story because we've heard so much about him for the last couple of decades. It's time for him to show his dirty face.
2: Oh, you said that with a boner.
3: <laughs> I'll huh. take
2: it. So speaking of boners, we have a do we do a segment here from a certain point of view? Um, what we do is we talk we talk about a certain scenario in Star Wars. It could be a line, it could be a scene, it could be a character, it could be anything that it meant something one day, but today it means something totally different because someone went balls deep with their analysis and pulled something out of the fucking haystack. And what it is is usually a gold fucking needle, but it works. So
3: a little nugget it's a little nugget so from this certain point of view we're going to speak about c3po that's the one you want to go with right it's the only one we have here yeah i got it perfect okay so c3po oh, is hold weird. on before we hold yes, on before, before tell we go me.
2: okay before we go down this path without spoiling what we're going to say right now what was your take on the matter
3: on this matter yeah i thought it was very interesting um okay so i don't know on. how much of it is plausible yeah plausible um because you would have to see the the dynamics of how he built C3po but I thought it was interesting okay continue continue game okay. on game so, on here we go so C3PO's weirdest trait foreshadows Anakin's dark side turn the iconic droid was built by young Anakin Skywalker, but a certain aspect of 3PO seems as to hint at the boy's villainous fate as Darth Vader The fact that Anakin himself created C-3PO makes his most recognizable character trait all the more troubling. 3PO's. As 3PO is a droid, his personality was programmed into him by his creator, meaning that Anakin deliberately made C-3PO so anxious. The fact that young Anakin chose to imbue his droid with such a powerful sense of worry speaks to the boy's emotional nature, thereby foreshadowing his later fall to the dark side due to his own fear and anger. 3PO's strange behavior is most often played for laughs, but the simple fact is that the droid appears to feel fear in a way that many other droids do not, which is true. The knowledge that Anakin is responsible for this is only really established in passing the torch, passing, passing to touch on C-3PO's origins, but also reinforces the character's most dangerous trait. With the programming 3PO to feel such a strong and broadly negative emotion was deliberate or not dictates just how concerning young Anakin behavior really was. Ultimately, foreshadows his role as Star Wars' most iconic villain. Um, Is His anxiety that led his anger and his distrustfulness and his desire to save the woman in love, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a stretch. I mean, because we know George plugged in 3PO and R2-D2 as the comedy relief of Star Wars. You know, he had to have some kind of comedy relief in there. A little bit on Han Solo, but mostly...
1: Mesa, uh, forget about me!
3: Fuck that guy. Mostly, <laughs> you know, 3PO's quips and his reactions to what's happening around him. So I think it's a bit of a stretch. I think it's people pulling things out of their asses and saying, oh, well, you know, he did. He did program to be this. Um, but we also know that, you know, droids don't get their memory banks wiped, can start to develop personality traits. So I think potentially... That has a little more to do with it than Anakin, you know, projecting his anxiety and fear into 3PO.
2: Yeah, but he only got his memory wiped at the end of the prequel. So the entire thing of the prequels, he was still shit scared fucking 3PO. Yeah. And then became it again in the OT. So so my thing is this. Uh, I agree with you. From a certain point of view, this kind of makes sense. But well, from another point of view, it is a stretch. But then you look at it. If you built something, you're going to build something not only to your likeness or, like they say, we're made in God's likeness, but you're only going to build what you know. So if you know superheroes all jacked, you're going to fucking sculpt a fucking figure or statue of a jacked superhero, right? If you're mm-hmm. going to draw... Uh, superheroes with no feet and Zippo lighter fucking machine guns. That's what you're going to do. Shout out to Rob Liefeld. Invited him on the fucking show, too. He liked it. Didn't answer back. Prick. It's okay. Still love you. Um, but what I'm saying is. Anakin programmed him. So Anakin programmed him with what Anakin only knows. So if Anakin only knows fear. And worryness and anxiety because of him being a slave and being stuck on Tatooine and always being worried about uh, Saboba and uh, Waro and his mom's, you know, worried about his mom as well. It didn't really change because in episode two, he was always worried about his mom and they got anxiety from the dreams he got. And then that added to the anxiety he had from the dreams about Padme, the visions. So it's kind of a stretch, but it really isn't because if you would have programmed him to be a fucking comedian because he was a funny kid, then you know what I mean? Like it's weird because no one ever realizes it. No one looks behind the curtain to see what's going on. And so someone realized it and said, wait a minute, this kid this is the only droid that ever shows any fear and is always worried. How can it be how can he be programmed to be worried and feared if the kid who programmed him isn't worried and feared all the time? So it makes you take a step back and go, huh, you might be onto something.
3: Well, maybe also the fact that listen, he he built them from spare parts, and maybe the heroic droid uh, mainframe and fucking circuitry is expensive and all he had around him was this fucking, you know. Shit scared I, uh, droid thing that you plug inside there, useless IKEA furniture parts. Exactly. He's like, I got to deal with this over here, so I had I, I no choice but to make him like this. <laughs> I'm not so sure I care what what his personality is. I just care that he could translate for me.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. We also but talked yeah. about in the past why he built him. You know, yep. why would you build a protocol droid to help out your mother if she's a slave? You know, where were, what was he expecting to do win his freedom in the in a pod race
0: and, and then leave with somewhere?
2: the. Pro- yeah, you know?
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, uh, Star yeah. Wars Revelation is announced. Do you know what Star Wars Revelations is? Never heard of Okay. It's a new Marvel comic one-shot that's going to look at the past, the present, and the future of the Star Wars galaxy in comics. StarWars.com announced Marvel Star Wars Revelations, a special one-off issue that will set a course for the future of the Marvel Star Wars series currently set after Empire Strikes Back. Is Written by Mark Guggenheim, who writes Star Wars, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, Star Wars Age of the Rebellion special, and illustrated by Salvador La Roca, oh,
3: good artist.
2: yeah, great artist. Star He's two Wars, He's two yes, Star Wars Mandalorian, uh, uh, Chris Stanton, Star Wars Tales. Uh, it's also gonna be, uh, I guess, illustrated by Paco Medina, Amazing Spider Man and Fantastic Four, and more. The issue with the cover artwork by Phil Noto, Star Wars Obi-Wan. Releases in this November. Now, in the book, this finds Darth Vader singing out the Eye of Webbish Bog on Mustavar, which was the giant... Yeah. <laughs> what was that? good. <laughs> you got to say it like you just did, dude. Your face was priceless.
0: The <laughs> Forgulet!
2: Uh... The Eye of Webish Bog on Mustafar was the big spider creature on top of the baby's head that made the film, but never made... I mean, they filmed for the film, but never made the final cut. It's probably in the JJ cut. That was the one that was protecting the Wayfinder. So, the Eye of Webbish Bog on Mustafar, a mysterious creature strong with the Force in a tale that will tease the direction of Marvel's various Star Wars series, according to the publisher. Now... We all know that the Force can be used to glimpse into the present, the past, and the possible futures, Guggenheim told StarWars.com. Well, the eye is going to show Vader all of the above, including moments that will be coming into play in 2023 across the Star Wars line. It's our clever way of giving the readers a preview of what everyone has up their sleeves for next year. But this isn't a 40-page movie trailer. It's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. As a Sith Go to war with Crimson Dawn in the pages of Star Wars Crimson Reign. Marvel's revelations will look to the future as well as connect with the five issues Star Wars crossover series in the third part of the trilogy, Star Wars Hidden Empire. That miniseries will conclude Charles Soule's Kira trilogy spinning out of Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. Now, they say my goal is to make the story feel as impactful as possible without stepping on any tones said uh, Guggenheim. Um, I'm having an absolute blast writing Han Solo and Chewbacca as well as three issues in the upcoming Yoda series. But this is my first go at with Star Wars proper, Luke, Leia, Veda, you name them. Quite frankly, it's hard to put into words just how exciting that is for me. And to be able to do it with a story that is designed to get readers excited for what's coming up, well, that just does icing on the cake. If I do, If I do my job right, I'll be telling a compelling Star Wars story while... Simultaneously planting some very big flags of what reader can expect for 2023.
3: Sounds like we're going to head to uh, an interesting place with this book, and it's going to, you know, guide us as to where we're going to go. So, Google has a great writer; he's been around for a long, long time, and the Star Wars stuff has actually been pretty good. So, let's do it. So you're all in. I'm all in. Gotcha. I'm on the list, baby.
2: No Before we go there, nice try. Speaking of our list, nice try. We got one more thing. Star Wars finally reveals the unseen consequences of original trilogy biggest twist. And no, it's not the incest, Doc. I, know I thought going it was to go gonna, that.
3: I, for sure. I thought it was going to be that.
2: Uh, you know what I'm talking about with this article? Biggest twist. It's biggest twist was I have no idea. A big storyline that should have been included in the return of the Jedi has finally been brought to life in another Star Wars story. Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis takes a much deeper dive into the mind of Princess Leia in the aftermath of Return of the Jedi, finally unpacking her very complicated feelings about what the truth about her parentage means for her future with the Rebellion and the soon-to-be New Republic. And this is an excerpt from the book, Once the galaxy knows my secret, people will see me differently, Leia tells Han, And a new excerpt from the book published on StarWars.com. It will limit what I'll be able to do to help others, a.k.a. not make as much sandwiches. They'll question, at my very least, my motives. But also, I will no longer be trusted if, once people know, if I had a position with the new government, it will be recalled. Any work I've done will be criticized, possibly dismantled. I'll lose everything, Han. In other words, Leia knows her days as hero of the rebellion, as leader of the new republic, could be numbered. Once the galaxy discovers the truth, which is why Leia feels she needs to do as much as she can now, while the secret is still hidden. In the case of the princess and the scoundrel, she's referring to helping to free the moon she's visiting with Han from secret imperial presence. I have to do as much as I can, while I can, Leia tells Han. A secret like this, it can't be hidden forever. So if there's something I can do, I have to do it now. I can't stop doing my job. I hushed through the pepper grinder. I'm just kidding. I can't stop helping others. I can't stop being myself. As part of it is because this is the way I believe I should live my life. This is the work I love. After all, we learned in a 2016 novel, Bloodline, by Claudia Gray, that the truth did eventually come out about 24 years after the end of the O.O.P., completely destroying last candidacy for fi- first senator of the New Republic. So... I, like Actually, they...
3: I, I just want to tell you this. I just say one thing. Okay. You um the fact that you have your SAG actors card, actors guild card is is a good thing because that was some quality fucking acting you did there.
2: First of all, I don't have a SAG actors guild card. Secondly, how is this <laughs> drizzling shit acting?
3: <laughs> but, but but you were in the,
2: the wrestler. I know. But I didn't I did two days of filming and I got paid with cash under the table because I was going to for England for a tour. I needed cash. Otherwise, I'd have to wait two, three weeks for a check to come and my two SAG waivers. And you need three SAG waivers to get into the SAG union. So even if I was going to get checks and two SAG waivers, I'm not an actor. I don't have an agent. I don't have anything lined up where I'm going to get my third SAG waiver as soon as I get back.
3: You fucking,
2: fucking scab. And then you got... <laughs> I'll give you a scab. Bend over. Um, so you still got to renew it every year anyway. So it doesn't matter. But anyway... So, what do you take? You you like the fact that deep diving into Leia? I know that sounded dirtier than I meant.
3: Yay! I'm glad was glad that Luke did a deep dive into Leia. He would have regretted that one. Um, again, it's happening in the books. Doesn't really have a super bearing into anything else that you that, you know that that, that you that we do or that anybody else is gonna care about. So, it's cool, but whatever.
2: Oh, you're so like blah. You know,
3: I know. It, it's it's hard for me to get excited about the books. Gotcha.
2: Well, maybe Sorry. if you listen to some on Audible.com. Yeah, maybe I should. Should we be doing a commercial of Audible at this point? Actually, we should reach out to them for sponsorships. see if we can make some Scott Old. It'd be Let's
3: nice. It. Definitely. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Anyway, guess what, Doc? Uh, I think it's time that we made the list. That's right, because you just made the list. You just made the list. So what does that mean? Doc's always on my list of fucking sexiest beings in the universe, but that's not the list we're talking about. We're talking about all these different lists that we find about a galaxy far, far away on the interwebs, and we go through them and we give you our analysis pertaining to said list, and whether it's good or it's fucking dog shit by Ooh, Sureshka. Who writes Doc. these
3: lists? I want to know. Who writes these lists? Anyway. Yes. So, Doc, you can go first. I know which I'm, one you're going to pick. I'm going to go first. I'm just going to pick whatever one pops up over here. That's not true. Um, here we go. Star Wars. Eight actors who almost played Anakin Skywalker. Is that the one you thought I was going to pick? Okay, here we go. Number eight, Ryan Philippi, Ryan, Ryan Phillippe. Phillippe. Yeah, as we know from Cruel Intentions. I know what you did last summer. Handsome guy. Looks a little like Anakin Skywalker, if you kind of squint your eyes a little bit, like Caden Christensen. Um, I think, uh, you know, he was rising during Attack of the Clones. He would have been a good pick to, uh, to be there, but they wanted someone a little younger for the role of Anakin Skywalker. Colin Hanks. Uh, Colin Hanks is the son of Tom Hanks, I believe.
0: Nah I don't um,
3: Nope. And uh, not very excited with Roswell. I don't know. I don't even know him. Paul Walker. Now, this one is fire. Is that because he. <laughs> <laughs> is that because that's how he went out? Oh, shit. Ann Hache was like, yo, hold my beer. Yeah, yo, um,
2: dude, you said a joke about Ann Hache last week and she yeah, died. I, <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? You anyway. killed her. Yes, my bad. And, she, and yo, she wasn't married to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's married to Ally McBeal. But he was with her for three years. Was he?
3: Yes. Oh. Before she turned lesbo. So Paul nice Walker... thought she was married. She was with Ellen for like like two or three years, too. Was she really? Yeah, man, these chicks go back and forth, that, that That's all the rage. We're in the wrong so, fucking business. So Paul Walker... But I think Paul Walker was an Alderon because, uh, you know, he got extinguished. Anyway... James Vanderbeek, James, you remember James Vanderbeek Dawson from Dosser, Dawson's Creek?
2: Yeah, I like the Jane and Bob, but I don't. I don't see him as Anakin.
3: Yeah, no, I don't see him. He's, he's got the hair, but that's about it, though. Uh, Chris Klein, Chris Klein was in uh, that football movie. Um, uh, he was also in American Pie. Um, big guy, long hair, like you okay, know, yeah, he, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. little the little bowl haircut.
2: He was the the jock in the American
3: Pie. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was twenty one years old when it was cast, so he was a little bit old. Christian Bale, this is a crazy one. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't buy too much of this. He was 26 when they, uh, they filmed
2: him. Boo hoo! you hear the clip of Christian Bale? When he goes crazy? Yeah.
3: He's the best. He really is a great actor, dude. Oh, he's a, he's th- probably the best actor of our generation, I think I'd say. Uh, Heath Ledger, also a good pick, you know, would be interesting. They would have had to, uh, deep fake him real big time if he, uh, you know, was going to pop up in the obi One series because he's uh, quite dead right now. Fun fact, Heath Ledger and his ex-wife, well, his widow, um, used to live in Brooklyn, right by where I used to live when I was a resident. I saw him sitting in a restaurant one day as I was I had my, my car double parked. Did you mark out and, and to take a uh, pic? No, this is before, the, um, before anything exciting was happening with him. Uh, and number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember hearing this a long time ago uh, that Leo was rumored to be inside there, and I'm kind of glad that it wasn't him. Why? I don't know. He's got a lot He's of shit. He's a great attached. actor, dude. He's got a lot of shit attached to him though, you know. I don't know. I, I think it w- it wouldn't have legitimized the role as much if you would have put somebody who was so so mainstream and so big as Leo in there. Do you
2: think he would have killed his career?
3: I don't
2: yeah, hard to say.
0: You're right.
3: Star Wars kills a lot of people's careers. Killed our careers, right? It didn't kill for sure. Didn't kill Harrisons though.
2: All right. Ten changes Redditors would make to save the film series. Let's see what these marks have to say. Number ten. Went this is a weird
3: list because it's it's ten different series that they Redditors would have changed. So scroll down to the Star Wars one.
2: Star Wars. They talk about
3: like Lord of the Rings and other bullshit, Game of Thrones yeah. stuff like that.
2: Wait a minute. So so they don't Obi Wan Kenobi. The Mandalorian prove it. it's
3: not very exciting. This list.
2: Fandom and popularity remain strong as ever. Beloved the characters, many easily connecting the series. However, it appears that only a matter of time before the Redditor, you scoffly puffed you. In the universe, can is already established, so tell some stories that are just stories on their own. That's it.
3: That's it. Garbage.
2: Basura, next, That's I'm going right. again. Next.
3: Here we go. Go again.
2: Let's see. Let's see. Hey, hey. Star Wars, here's what the sequel trilogy got right. All right, this is garbage. No, I'm kidding.
3: Nothing nothing.
2: Number one, nothing Let's see Great performances from new casts Okay Adam Driver, yada 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 Of course John Williams score, very true That race theme is fucking fantastic Balance of the force For many years The force, been confusion On what balance of the force exactly Meant in Star Wars, the sequel trilogy Become a lot clearer
0: did
2: it? Okay. No, no, not really. I don't think that's that's horseshit. Cinematography is strong visual identity. Agreed. Okay. Uh, that's it.
3: Shit. Okay, no. here we go.
2: Fuck. Star Wars.
3: Actors almost cast as Kylo Ren. I'm going to keep the theme going on here. Instead of Adam Driver, we could have potentially had Michael Fassbender, who played Magneto Ooh. in the X-Men prequels and also Assassin's Creed. Great actor. Apparently, he has a massive fucking penis. By the way, um, so does
2: so does Liam Neeson.
3: Oh, nice. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, I played Red Skull. Also played a- Agent Smith in the Matrix series. I think eh. He may have been a little bit too too old to be you know, uh, Kylo Ren, right? I mean,
2: I see him more as an imperial officer.
3: Yeah, that seems a little, uh, a little a little deep cut for me over there. Um, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne is. In the Harry Potter spinoff Fantastic Beasts. Ugh. Um, got curly hair. Looks a little like Tom Holland. Uh, I don't see it either. And then the last one, which I think is even crazier. Though I think he's a fantastic actor. I don't see how this would have literally played out. Since he's about as old as fucking Carrie Fisher. Christoph Waltz. Who's best known for his role in Inglorious Bastards. As the, as the German colonel.
2: You know, I could see him playing a villain yeah almost well, like already, uh yeah, he's already
3: bond villain too
2: no yeah but i could see him playing like a like a krennic type villain but i can also see him being an old sith but definitely mean, if, if he was kylo then there's no way he could be related to it, it, it harrison makes so and makes so yeah
3: sense. i think the only only legitimate you know potential on there was the fast bender.
2: What if Rey was Luke Skywalker's daughter in the Star Wars sequels? Let's see. We've said this before.
3: Wow. Who who thought of that?
2: I don't know, man. It's like they're listening to our show. Okay, so let's see.
3: Nobody listens
2: to our show. No, I know. Who would Rey's mother be? Revealing Rey to be Luke Skywalker's daughter raises another interesting question. Who's Rey's mom? The most likely answer would have been a reimagined version of Mara Jade. The adopted daughter of the Emperor Palpatine in the Star Wars legend continuity, uh, a new version of Mara Jade would initially allow Ray to retain a degree of connection to Palpatine, as well as promise fascinating stories for Luke Skywalker post twenty fourteen canon universe. Okay, he would have fell in love. Would Luke recognize Ray if Ray was left on Jakku as a young child? Luke Skywalker might not recognize his young daughter at first on Act Moreover, Luke would have presumably cut himself off from the Force by the time Rey appears, so he wouldn't feel a connection to her immediately. The relation might be similar throughout the alternate version of The Last Jedi until Luke reconnects with the Force. Likely leading to him recognize his daughter and piece together that what must have happened to her in addition to explaining the origin of Kylo Ren. That actually sounds something like we've said in the past. Rey's new abandonment story. In the new Star Wars timeline, Rey would still be left on Jakku for, for her protection. In this case, likely to keep her safe from Kylo and his Knights of Ren. After the fall of Luke's generation uh, generation of Jedi, perhaps Luke and Mara took Rey to Jakku to hide her. But an accident left Mara dead and Rey presumed dead. This was a claim why Luke isn't searching for her to, and partially why he wouldn't recognize her at first. Luke would believe his daughter is dead, which would further contribute to his despair during his self-imposed exile. God damn it. I mm. wonder who came up with that mm. idea. Maybe a guy like Doc and Papadon. What the fuck? Luke's exile to Opt uh, 2 becomes far darker. The Last Jedi handling of Luke Skywalker will remain controversial. As Luke, who is defined by his feelings for his friends and his family. As well as his goal of protecting the people of the galaxy. Will still abandon him after creating his greatest threat yet. Despite this, the combined loss of his wife, presumed loss of his daughter, and the corruption of his nephew would make his choice to exile himself seem slightly closer to believable. Wow. Even if that the damage he'd have done to his own family, it still be inconsistent with Luke's character trajectory to have him abandon all attempts to thwart the First Order's conquest. Okay, that's true from a certain point of view, but being a parent, you lose a child, you're done. I'm sorry. Luke being a father would change the Jedi Order. Having Luke marry and become a father is not only in character, but also strongly implies that he's taken action to improve the Jedi Order. Lucky Something
0: that,
2: fuck your old cat, Charlie Murphy. Something that the Star Wars sequel trilogy canonically establishes is not the case. The old Jedi Order philosophies were extremely flawed and. And a contributing factor to the rise of galactic Empire. so eliminating restrictive practices would be an in-character step for Luke in his efforts to improve the Jedi and their ability to protect the galaxy. Furthermore, Luke rejected the old Jedi philosophies of Return of the Jedi, so it would make sense for him to rebuild the Jedi Order based on actions that helped him re- redeem Darth Vader. Very true.
3: Plus, Luke was a little strange, baby. Fuck
2: yeah. Uh, would reunite... Wait. Would, re- would, would reuniting with Rey change Luke's last Jedi story? Luke's reunion with Rey would likely accelerate Luke's return to active heroism as the discovery of his daughter's survival would significantly reduce his inner turmoil over his failures. It's fair to assume that Luke might not only give Rey legitimate training courses, but also accompany her in the attempt to redeem Kylo Ren and defeat Snoke. The First Order would be all too eager to accept the surrender of both Luke and Rey. Luke might have survived The Last Jedi. The combined efforts of Ray and Luke should have easily resulted in the death of Snoke and perhaps also the capture of Kylo Ren, allowing far more the, for the Resistance to survive. With the First Order lacking their Dark Side leadership, General Hawks may have taken over the junta, and he'd be uninterested in saving Kylo Ren, which would be unintentionally advantageous to the Resistance. Leia, Ray, and Luke would try their best to bring Kylo back to the dark, back from the dark side. And the first order Banning him to resistance captivity make him question his sinister choices
3: oh, for the for the face turn.
2: How would Ray and Luke's return affect Palpatine's plans? The alternative timeline with a Wrench and many cloned and reborn Emperor Palpatine's plan, Luke Skywalker was the one Jedi who Palpatine feared. and his return combined with his training of his daughter and potential redemption of Carlo Wren would be a major threat to Palpatine's return. Palpatine may use Carlos' rage at Hawks' betrayal as a way to keep him on the dark side, offering him leadership of the Sith Eternal and, and eventual final order, or he would try to turn on Rey, turn Rey to the dark side. In either case, the combined forces of Leia, Luke Skywalker, and his daughter Rey would ensure Palpatine's defense in this alternate timeline. All these scenarios sound way better than what we got.
3: Yep, uh, clearly.
2: And very similar to what you and I booked many many fucking moons ago many moons ago all right last one here we go
3: (sighs) top some reasons i want to go to bed right now here we go uh attack of the clones 10 things that still hold up 20 years 20 plus years later not your cock (laughs) that's that's pretty good hold on i'm loading this right now just like my cock hold on
2: my goodness dial up
3: wish I'm not even on Wi-Fi right now. This is not coming through. Okay, let's see. Not coming through. All right, fuck it, bag it. Moving
2: on. All right, nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. This is not the list you're looking for. So, Doc, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, I believe that is
3: it. Um, Got a bunch of Star Wars-related shit today. Uh, Like what? Let me see. see Toy-wise, toy-wise. Let's see. Uh,
2: are you wearing short shorts? No, they're just jacked up to the uh, to my thighs right now.
3: Oh, All right, oh, little, I, little, got little, little,
2: I, I got a little one. I got a little over there. For yeah, you
3: got a little. so my lightsaber. All right, hold on. The list just popped up. Here we go. Ten. Ewan McGregor's charming turn as Obi Wan Kenobi. Correct. The badassery of Jango Fett. Yes. John John Williams' breathtaking score. Yes. Padme gets in on the action. Yeah, she get yes. in on my action, baby. Christopher Lee's captivating portrayal of Count Dooku. Yes the story of historical allegories talking about uh senate and trade hearings and blah 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 who cares political ben burt's glorious sound effects all i can yes. hear is <laughs> the seismic charge the uncompromising darkness of anakin's arc yes ian mcdermott's chilling dual performance as two sides of
2: palpatine and the everything but the kitchen sink final battle
3: of attack of the clones agreed i, I think great. attack of the
2: clones is better than, than uh
3: yes 100 percent it doesn't get its credit it deserves two things i got a few things i got i got this nelan Chiel from the modal nodes he comes with a bunch of the instruments of the modal nodes they're also Sweet. releasing figure and dan who's gonna do the same thing but he's gonna have that little you know skin flute he plays
0: exactly.
3: i got from the video game series the jedi fallen order i got the Wait, heavy hey, it's assault, plastic. yeah so for these they're doing plastic they haven't switched over completely with these yet, it's it's in the process right now. Uh, Stormtrooper commander from Force Unleashed, nice. as well. Looks like a 501st. And then the most unexciting uh, disappointment in the Hasbro line, though the cover is written is done by Mike Mayhew, who's a very good comic book artist. It's the Black Chrysanthemum that come out, and this is in the a little less window, but he's got some 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 plastic there. And this is the uh, I just got AIDS, black chrysanthemum and some monkey pox because he is significantly smaller than he should be. That's a repeat um, the chewy, bro. It's basically repaid the chewy with a different head. Yes, they were so fucking cheap. They couldn't bulk out and get a new mold for the black chrysanthemum and just threw him on a fucking chewy body, which is very disturbing. But here we are. Ah, uh, what a shame, dude. Yep. What a shame. I'm hoping they, uh, they take a second crack at him because they did not do him justice in the size that he should be.
2: That was your impromptu uh, Tatooine session, yeah, baby. Haven't done one of those in a while, forever. All right, Doc, let's call it quits, baby. You can find
3: me at Doctor D R underscore Destroyo D -d 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 E S T R O Y O Instagram Alex Royo, on Facebook and Alex Royo M to the Dizzle, on Twitter.
2: You can find me at Greek God Papadon, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Getter. And Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. You get to see my matches, uh, my promos. I just uploaded a ton of matches, so new matches. So go take a look. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon. Get your Greek God Papadon t-shirts. Best t-shirts in the biz. Um, And this Saturday, the 20th of August, I will be at New Age Wrestling in Massachusetts. But before I'll be wrestling Jay Vera, looking forward to smacking this kid around. <laughs> um, but before all that, during the day, I'll be holding a seminar teaching you fucking citizens of Leg Slab City how to work and not be a spot work, kid. not be a spot monkey and learn how to make an emotional connection with the fans that actually lasts. So if you really are serious about being a professional wrestler and you want to elevate your game, Invest in yourself and do the seminar It's only 20 bucks a gym kid. Instead of buying a hero At freaking Don't Jersey wait. Mike's Come down to the freaking seminar And the best guy From the seminar is going to get thrown on the show Um. So anyway More importantly It's not a wrestling podcast It's a Star Wars podcast Doc's trying to blow himself underneath the table It's okay, it's not the first time I've seen him do this um, You can uh, find us yeah. This- yeah, yeah, right you can find this collectively together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and the email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully, hopefully, you earned your fucking PBA cards this week, but most importantly, you <laughs> know. <laughs> I live to pop doc Anyway hopefully We entertained you And we enlightened you Because our our goal here Our main objective is not to get ourselves over Speaking of over On Star Wars We're looking to get Star Wars more over With you This has been another exciting edition Of the New force order Life And that's just too Sweet The time Has come Execute Order NFL NFL